Welcome to episode 124 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey gives an update regarding the 2,000 rhinos whose home went up for auction from last week. And I give another depressing update regarding horse racing. We learn about two new beautiful under-the-water picks and about our awesome animal of the week. So let's get to it. Episode 124 of the Animal Addicts podcast starts right now. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Sally And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new assortment of super awesome animals. But before we get into that, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you? I went on my last trip to Disney. How was it? It was very efficient, actually. Wow, okay. Because we... Because <laughs> I recommend your suggestions. They weren't for it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> We're very much just focused on going on rides when we go to amusement parks. Dude, you missed out. <laughs> yeah. And we couldn't find the kitties. Oh, there it's not every time you can I see know. them. Francisco is your most likely mm-hmm. one over by um over by a grizzly, but it's not all the time. Yeah. So yeah. But um I think it was the Matterhorn was closed, which is usually the first ride we go on. Why? It's so painful. <laughs> I you know what's funny is like my dad can go on that one. I don't understand. That I, ride is the most painful ride in the entire park. Yeah. In both parks. Mm-hmm. Every time we do it, we're like, why did we do this? Because it's fun yeah. if it weren't painful. <laughs> the problem is I'm tall and like I feel my legs stick out too high. It's just, it's not great. <laughs> and once you get in there, don't move. Because mm-hmm. one day I think I had my hands on when I went to move it. And then it jam- like moved and I jammed my wrist. And I was like, I think I almost like, came very close to breaking my wrist right there. It was very painful the rest of the day. I'd imagine so. Yeah. So don't. That ride is just. Yeah. Once you get in it, where's the wise? Once you get situated, no matter what, do not move and just know you're going to be in pain. <laughs> it just hurts. Yeah. Anyway. But it is fun. Mm-hmm. It just hurts. Yeah. But I think Thunder Mountain was the first one we went on. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, it, and we didn't go on Indiana Jones until like the end of the day because mm-hmm. like we couldn't get onto the fast pass thing for yeah. it was just down all day and. You mean I the w- genie thing? Huh? You mean the genie thing? I don't know. It's something. I'm assuming the genie thing. Yeah. Now you have to pay for it. You didn't used to have to pay for it. Wait. Well, it's because my dad's disabled, so. That's a different thing. That's, yep. Yeah. Okay. You, you yeah. Get a return That's a different time. thing. You get a return okay. time. and it, It's kind of like fast. You get a return time and it's, um, you can only have one at a time. Ah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know how it works. All I know is my dad was like scanning stuff. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um. Oh, but, um. We went on Space Mountain, and it's called something different because it's a promotional thing. It's like Hyperspace Mountain. It's Hyperspace Mountain whenever it's Star Wars, which yeah. is stupid. <laughs> it's unnecessary. I like it. The best time is when it's Ghost Galaxy, and they don't do it anymore. It makes oh. me sad. What's Ghost Galaxy? It's ghosts. Ghosts? Galactic ghosts. ghosts. Galactic And ghosties? I swear to God, they make it faster. <laughs> they only do it at Halloween time, and it's my yeah. absolute favorite. And yeah. now they only do hyperspace. And yeah. I'm like, why? We have all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. We don't need this. I did like the hyperspace. I mean, it's kind of yeah. cool, but I mean, when you have Rise and all the other ones, like, yeah. why? And we did go on both the, the Rise of the Resistance ride and the Millennium Falcon Simulator thing. Smuggler's Run. 
I can't ever remember. <laughs> I I am very <laughs> offended by your family. Did you even do Star Tours? No, we didn't. You literally listened to nothing I said. Yep. I mean, apparently you looked for the cats briefly, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I have an issue with your family. Casey's family, you need to listen to me. I'm a Disney vet, and I know what I'm talking about, and y'all missed out. You did the same shit you always do, and you missed out. Uh, I still scream, like, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Uh, I still scream uncontrollably when I go on to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's still, like, one of my favorites. I would enjoy it if it didn't try to kill me. It just tries to kill me. Yeah. And we also did cars. Oh, but when, and when we go over to California Adventure, of course, my the rest of my family goes and they get their Starbucks. Okay. And then me and my brother, we go get ice cream. Okay. That seems odd, but okay. They have both of these things at Disneyland, too, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know where it was in Disneyland. Starbucks is really easy to find in Disneyland. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's like right it on the edge when you're about to go into like, I always forget the name of that restaurant before you go into Tomorrowland. That's so frustrating. But that restaurant, it's mm-hmm. right on the other side of it. Oh. So like where those shops go down Main Street, the last one, you go in there, that gets you to Starbucks. Yeah. Well, we're, we're creatures of habit. Obviously. <laughs> so. Failure but, is what this is. Failure. No, it's not. We had a good time. It's not a failure. <laughs> so. My brother would always get this Snickers Sunday. Okay. They didn't have it because they had like a bunch of Mother's Day stuff. Okay. Uh, specials and things like that. So instead, he got another uh, Sunday. It's like, which was funny because it was a Sunday. I was like, "What is the Oswald Sunday?" Is like, and of course, I didn't ask because that's how I am. And he made fun of me for it. Did he know who Oswald was? No. Okay. So Oswald, oh my god! No, like I know what who Oswald okay. is. I didn't know no, what like, the what Oswald Sunday like, is. What is yes. in it? Okay, okay. Yeah, turns out it's two different scoops of ice cream with two frozen bananas. That makes sense. And a waffle the cone. ears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what he got, and then I got the chocolate chip Sunday. Yeah. With three different scoops of ice cream. Nice. And a little Mickey. That has a lot. The sink. Yeah. yeah, I like the sink. That has a lot of ice cream. Those yes. scoops are big. Mm-hmm. How did you eat that? I'm a bottomless pit. That's it how? takes me so long to get through because I always get a uh, cookie dough and a mint chip. Mm-hmm. And those are my scoops. And then I get obviously the sauce. It's, it's sauce, but you know what I mean? The fudge yeah. sauce. Stuff. Yeah. That takes me forever to eat. Yeah. I got chocolate. I got cookies and cream and mint chip. Mint chip. And I don't care what my sister says. I love mint chip ice cream. I haven't had mint chip. I don't know if I can ever eat it again. Mm-hmm. I really can't do mint. I'll eat it for berries. you. That makes me sad. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> it's my second favorite flavor. Second? It's Chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh. Number one. Then mint chip. Yep. It's pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm an idiot because, of course, I'm going to keep the sink. So I was like, What well, are you going to do with the sink? I... It's super ice near. Cream. Ice cream at yes. home. This pile of ice cream in it. Like, this is my ice cream dish. Don't yeah. touch it. <laughs> that would be my intention, but which is funny because, like, we, my family, we never buy, like, tubs of ice cream anymore. Yeah. I get, like, Klondike bars. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I wanted to keep it, so I was like, okay, I'll just go grab some napkins and wipe it clean. There's a little plastic insert that goes in it, so you can just take it. <laughs> it's like, they thought of it for me, but I didn't think. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if we did any new rides. Oh, but we did go to Toontown. Okay. Yeah. Did you do that new Minnie and Mickey coaster thing? We did not. The railroad thing? 
I've heard of it, but I haven't mm. seen it. No. It doesn't seem that exciting to me. Yeah. Um, but we and we recreated some photos of us when we from when we were That's kids. That's cute. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. And my mom really liked that because that was the only time we. Oh, I do remember a ride we went on that we didn't go on before. Actually, too. Um, Astro Blasters. Yeah, Astro Blasters is fun. Yeah, but kept like I think there was a bunch of disabled people going on or It'll something because yeah. it was always stopping. But then you make more points. Yeah, I know. You still get a rack of points. But the points. lasers suck. <laughs> Yeah, mom. <laughs> well, so there was that one, and also the web scooters, the spider web slingers. I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah, web slingers. Where it's like, and I was like surprised it was actually following my motions. Yeah. Like, oh, it actually follows me. <laughs> my brother, of course, was being like too cool, and it's like he didn't do it at all. Oh no! He was. He brought he was, down all of your score. No, he was in a different car with my mom and my dad because there's six of us. Okay. So we were. It was me and my two sisters and this one car. A single rider. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was a mom and her kid that went on with us and then the rest of my family went in their own thing and then my mom and dad were doing their own thing they made claims that i'm not buying because they're old and crippled and no way they could get the points that they claimed they got but their overall score would have been tanked yeah. if he didn't try yep it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like me and my sisters and like, i had a lot of fun it was like i wish we had done it before but we never went on before because we had no clue what it was yeah yeah. Oh, but we got uh, beat by the little toddler that came on with us. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like we're we were wearing down. Just yeah. <laughs> we're getting old. <laughs> Don't even talk to me about it. <laughs> it's very sad. Anyway. Yeah. My older sister is in her thirties, though. Okay, great. So. <laughs> At least good. She's a little bit better. Yep. You mean like thirty-one? <laughs> Let's see. How old am I? Why are you going to use your fingers? Because count? I need to know how old I am, then count to hers. You were born in 95 because you're the year after Lion King. Yes, I was. So in two years from now, it would be 20 years, right? 90. Oh, no, no sorry. No. You'd be, you'd be 30 in, in two years from now. I am 28 there coming this August. So let's see. You don't just know the year that she's born and we can just do I math? forget. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> I'm horrible. You're a bad brother. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I remember 32. I'm okay. an idiot. <laughs> All right. At least she's actually in her 30s. I thought you were going to be like, she's in her 30s. She's 30. <laughs> 31. Okay. No. I'll give you 32. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that's all very exciting. I'm still, And she hasn't had her birthday yet. I'm still deeply offended. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was fun. You wanted to do turtle talk and you didn't go do turtle talk. No, we didn't. <laughs> Why don't you just tell your family, screw you guys, I want to do turtle talk. Because I get lonely. My God. You don't even like people. How I do you know. Get lonely? Because I have social anxiety. There's going to be people there. It might well be around people that I know. You don't have to talk to them. Yeah. So. <laughs> you could have asked Crush something. <laughs> and he could have answered you. Yeah. You could have tried to stump him with some turtle facts. <laughs> I could have. Yeah. I think I that would have been cruel, though. Probably. And people would just be mean to me online. <laughs> there's no it. doubt someone had their camera out and yeah. they would have oh, yeah, oh we also went on the the submarine thing oh yeah Nemo's thing yeah yeah and the whole time I was like being uh I thought I was being funny it was like I I didn't I was upset I didn't get to see Ursula oh my god <laughs> <laughs> completely wrong yeah completely wrong also even beyond the fact that it's a different movie they're in different oceans <laughs> are they which is really funny to me because Little Mermaid's kind of a mix because, right, Sebastian, at least his accent is very, like, Caribbean, right? Mm -hmm. But 
she goes to the coast where Prince Eric is, which is clearly European. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, how can you be in the Caribbean unless maybe there's a European settlement in the Caribbean, but nobody has an accent and everyone's very white? <laughs> I'm like, this makes no sense. So it's like you're in the Atlantic, but you're not freezing to death in the water. Anyway, crazy sauce. Anywho's there. I'm I'm still very offended. Yeah. I'm very offended. Oh, I also um just for fun, because I didn't want to buy it, I looked up like the recipe for like the blue milk and green milk. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I do intend on making it at home. Still want to go there really bad. Yeah. I like Star Wars Land. It was fun. It's pretty fun. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Galaxy. It's pretty great. Galaxy's Edge. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's. I definitely teared up the first time I went into mm-hmm. it. And I like, immediately messaged my friend who's obsessed with Star Wars. And I was like, oh my god, it's so mm-hmm. great. Yeah. He's I like, didn't I find know. any executives, though, which made me upset. Why? I'm trying to get our royalties. <laughs> For what? Kima. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, that is crazy. She should get a little bit of a royalty for her voice acting. <laughs> they usually pay animal actors. Oh, really? I don't think they get royalties, though. I think they just no. get a set payment. Mm. I don't know how yeah. a dog would go after them for that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there are animals who act and get paid for that, so mm-hmm. I don't know if they get royalties, though. I feel like that'd be an odd thing. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to look <laughs> that up. Do animals get royalties? <laughs> Who was it, pal? Oh, well, he's dead now. Yeah. Um, we need a current actor out there. Well, next time you go to Universal, go to animal actors and ask them. Because oh. a lot of their dogs currently act still. You don't know. What? They're getting rid of animal actors. Oh, no. Yeah, they're making, uh, putting a new ride in there. They're getting rid of that, the shop there, and then something else in that area. That makes me really sad. I like yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. The doggies were so cute. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Lame. All right. Well, anyway, um, my news is not as exciting. I was just entertained by it. So it's not called Zoom. Funny thing is I was going to make this as part of my other one. Because you saw it? Yeah. (laughs) I know. I was like, he's going to see the same thing. No, because on the way to Disneyland, I was reading my um, Keepers forums. Yeah. And then once I was done with that, I also planned on reading my Zoom news. Yeah. So I I saw it. I was like, oh, no, I wonder if he's going to see it first. Anyway, so it just cracks me up. So if you are a member of the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance, whatever, right, you get this magazine that used to be called Zoo News. It's not called that anymore, but screw it. It's always Zoo News because that's a fantastic name. (laughs) Anyway, um, so so in this newest, uh, what do you call edition? Is that what they call magazines? Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with edition. I don't know if that's right, but I go look that up while I say it. Or is it a... No, it's not volume. No, it's an edition or something like that. Anyway, so the latest version of Zoo News came out, and they have this little section on the Pacific Ocean, and it just cracks me up because it talks about... Well, it didn't really talk about it, but it briefly (laughs) mentions the Hawaiian happy face spider and the Hawaiian monk seal. So I was like, oh my gosh, and it was Pacific Ocean, and at the same time, we're talking about the Pacific Ocean, and it was two of the animals we discussed, so it was just very timely. So I enjoyed it. Anyway... (laughs) Moving on. I think um, it's supposed to be issue. Issue. That sounds right. Okay, yep. Yeah. So the latest issue of it, it has that. Anyway, so it just, it cracked me up because I was like, oh my gosh, this is two of the animals we've just talked about and we're Pacific Ocean and it just lined up perfectly. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you can't really read it if you don't have a membership. I mean, I guess I could like a picture and you could see it, but again, it didn't go. Or if like, you find it in the thrift store. Oh, I know, but you're not going to want an old one. Anyway, so again, it didn't mm. go into great detail. It was just, it just cracked me up. But also... 
I discovered two new series. <laughs> mm-hmm. So one is called Extinct or Alive. I was just like flipping through channels because I wanted background noise, you know, like you do. And um, so I had Animal Planet on and it was Extinct and Alive. And I wasn't really paying attention until I heard Saola. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? So this guy's trying to prove that they, you know, still exist and are seen and all of that stuff. So he's in this like cave place, cave rainforest out over there. Anyway, he did not get a picture of one definitively. So there you go. But still, it was just cool because I was like, oh, hey, that's one of our animals. And then it's kind of an interesting show. He obviously pretty much never finds. Un- I think it was like it must have been like a marathon going on. So I kind of watched some of it. And I think I watched four of them, at least partially. And he only found one of the animals he was looking for. So there you go. Mm. Anywho. Um, and then they like it's very it's very finding Bigfoot. It's like, well, it could be this. Yeah, it could be this or maybe it's not. It's not definitive, but it could be. And it's like. Yeah, it's not definitive though. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the ones I've seen, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. I also don't like the guy either. So. Yeah, he seems kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Also, he was like, "My grandfather rediscovered the coelacanth," and I'm like, "Literally, nothing supports this." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like he's said. also taking credit for um one of the episodes. I never watched it. Um, he found this crocodilian. It was mm-hmm. a caiman in South America that was actually considered extinct. Most of these that I uh, know of are animals in regions that are considered extinct mm-hmm. um at best um and but there was one that was a caiman that was actually considered extinct and they did an episode on this one they did find it but he did not find it it was one of the native researchers yeah. in the area that found it he never gave them credit yeah he, he told them it went because when he was looking for it and got their help um that they would give him um some financial backings to help with their conservation efforts and they never got that oh that's messed up yep. anyway yeah i remember when i was looking him up because i was like i don't remember your grandfather's name being involved when we were talking about the co camps mm. so i was looking up and then it was like in his wikipedia page there's literally a section of controversy and it's like <laughs> oh oh dear yeah anyway so um but you do wind up seeing a lot of other cool animals that are in the area yeah. that may not be what he's looking for but they're so cool to see anyway so there's that and then i also discovered uh, I think it's called Big... I only watched one episode. Big Beasts on... I probably should actually rate those. I have to go back. But it's narrated by Tom Hiddleston on Apple TV. Mm. And it's really weird. So what was the one I watched? Oh, it had to do with whales. So it was um, gray whales. So obviously they go after... Not go after, but they feature large animals. <laughs> so it's a gray whale. But then they just go on to a bunch of other large animals within that, like, area. So a lot of... You know, it's so like the giant octopus was in there. Pacific octopus? Giant Pacific octopus? Giant that was Pacific yeah, that. octopus. So that was in there. And then, of course, orcas were. And I'm like, these assholes are coming. I know they are. Because it's a gray whale. And then she had a calf. So I'm like, obviously, they're going to come and try to eat her calf. That's just naturally what's going to happen. I remember something I, my friend sent me. It was these orcas off of Monterey. They're coming in and attack this pair of gray whales. Uh-huh. And in... It's TikTok, and they have an audio over it, and it's from um, The Purge. I've never really and it was like, let's be our new founding fathers. Then this dramatic music comes oh, playing and as they're ramming the gray wells. Anyway. It was about, I think, if I remember correctly, like 30 to 60 orcas going after them. Oh, my God. How many yeah. gray whales were there? Just two. Oh, yeah. That's not a good situation. Yeah. They got out. Oh, wow. Good yeah. job. They were, they were, were they adults, adults oh, okay. which is why. Yes, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so I was just like... But that's the season right now. But so it was they're... focusing on them, and I was just like, there's going to be fucking orcas. They're going to come <laughs> here, and they're going to kill... I shouldn't even call them orcas. They're obviously killer whales. 
because um, they're evil bastards. But anyway, um, mm. most of them are, not all. Anyway, um, but yes, yeah, so they had that. Anyway, so it was it was just kind of, it's kind of interesting. But it also made me laugh because Benedict Cumberbatch narrates one. So I'm like, now I want Benedict Cumberbatch. No. Well, I haven't finished it, but okay. no, I was crazy. It's not mm. a penguin. I think it's whatever, uh, oh my God. Really? Scuttle is in the new mermaid. Because Scuttle, I'm pretty sure, is a seagull in the animated movie. If mm-hmm. not, he's like an albatross. <laughs> but this is not when, what he is. <laughs> when I saw Flounder. Yeah, Flounder's a real disappointment. Oh, my gosh. I like the... I have, I'm very skeptical of this. First of all, all their live actions have been pretty much bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, it looks pretty. I don't like her tail, though. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Little Mermaid. We'll talk about that when it actually comes out. But yeah, Flounder's very disappointing. Anyway, and her costumes are very muted on land from what I've seen in the trailer. I'm like, you know what, live action? I want to see happen just so I can see people get disturbed. What? Lilo and Stitch. That is happening. It is? Yeah. I thought it was just It's already baiting with controversy because they're casting very light-skinned natives. Oh, my gosh. I didn't hear about that. I just remember a meme of Stitch, but I thought it was just a joke. As far as I knew, it was a joke. They cast Lilo, and she's adorable. And then I think in casting Nani, it's like a, she's a really, really light-skinned Native Hawaiian. And I don't even know if she's like fully Native. Anyway, it's already been like mm. drama because Nani's supposed to not be. They're both supposed to be a little bit darker skin. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's the whole thing of like Hollywood likes to cast the lightest skin of the option they have. <laughs> anyway, um, so but yeah, that one's happening. There, you know, it's Disney. They're gonna remake all of them, and it makes no sense. And it's stupid. Make the ones that are actually good. Like make Hercules. I want to see that in live action. I want awesome news or action. New animated films. Yeah, also that. Just original stuff. And when I say original, obviously it's from books and fairy tales. They're not coming up with anything. I mean, Lion King is Hamlet, so like you yeah. know, nothing's original. Anyway, um, also Lion King apparently was stolen off another movie, which I just pretend I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> better execution, but still, uh, it's pretty. Anywho, so yeah. So anyway, so that one's Big Beast, and I, there's one with Giraffe, but it's like obviously later on. I think it's probably, the, like their their thumbnail for the ad for it is a giraffe, but none of the episodes say giraffe. So I'm guessing it's on the hippo one, but I'm, I'm multiple episodes away. But they also have the giant river otter. It's one of the animals, so I was like, oh, heck yeah. So anyway, so that's fun. But I wanted to see Tom Hiddleston and Benedict Cumberbatch like legitimately act together, not in passing. Yeah. <laughs> Because Loki and Doctor Strange, I don't think ever met. <laughs> I saw Loki at Disneyland. Yeah, it's pretty great. Not Disneyland, California Adventure. Yeah, that's where the Marvel people are. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. so there you go. Uh, two new shows, and anyway, Zoo News cracked me up. So there you go. You should be a member at the animal park or the zoo, and that way you also get it. They actually actually do have cool like information and stuff in there. So there you go. Anyway, I'm still waiting for my like. And now you should have it too. We're supposed to have like a special members event thing. Not just the getting in that everybody gets. We're supposed to get like something during the year where it's like one of those parties, not the really fancy ones that Uh we're supposed to be able to do. And I've never gotten it. I think my mom's friend at work got something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. It says on the thingy that you're getting invited to like a special event. I'm like, I've never seen any email for it ever in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, "Mm, that's supposed to be one of my I probably won't be. Depends if it's in the evening. Oh, maybe I will be able to go. I don't know. Anyway, but I've never seen it. Anywho, yeah. all right, moving on. So, what did you want to talk about today? The rhino. I have an update. Okay. On rhinos. Tell us about it. I, so, not too long ago, I talked about a man who had some rhinos. <laughs> That's on- an understatement. 
A man who had a giant reserve that had 2,000 rhinos? Yes. <laughs> 2,000 rhinos. So basically backstory, if you do not know and have, and I cannot name drop the episode. I think I it can, was last episode. It might have been. If it wasn't last episode, it was one before, but I think it was last Because I've been time. getting news article updates on this stuff like every week. Oh, okay. It's like the freaking oldest dog situation. Yeah, so. Anyway. This man, I can't remember his name, but he's basically a hotel mogul. I thought um, it was a motel mogul. Anyway, moving difference? on. I don't. Okay, yes. I'll be honest. I'm dumb. I don't know the difference between a hotel and motel. I, I don't. know. I mean, honestly, it's just motels seem like they're external more. Like hotels have a lot of internal rooms, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll go look that up while you continue. Yeah. But his name is John Humes, and he owns about eight percent of the world's population of nor uh, not northern uh southern white rhinos, and so. In this article, he even states, John Hume still owns more rhinos than any other person on the planet after six, a six-day online auction for the Platinum Rhino Project. Now, the Platinum Rhino Project is basically his idea for having these rhinos. Basically, I think of it as a giant farm for rhino horns because what he's doing is he attempted to harvest their horns humanely and hope put that into the market to decrease the demand on the black market for conservation to help prevent poaching. And uh, it did not turn out that well, because even though he went to as far extremes as successfully suing the South African government to allow domestic sales of rhino horn. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how he thought that idea was ever good. I know. So basically, he cannot afford to continue it, so he's selling it. And uh, after a couple days of auctions, he still has nobody that's taken him up on his offer so far. Okay. So, yeah, it's up in the air what... Who's going to get these rhinos still? Because not even the very wealthy billionaires out there are bidding. Because most ethical people, that's going to be a massive money mm-hmm. dump. Yeah. You're just going to lose a lot of money. And most ethical people aren't very wealthy. And most very wealthy people aren't that ethical. <laughs> so not to say that none are, but like for mm-hmm. the most part, like it's not also just a lot of work. And, you know, and you're not going to see the return is hopefully these rhinos don't die. He should just dehorn all of them. And then there's mm-hmm. no reason for people to poach them. Yeah, but they will regrow it. Oh, yeah, that's a pain. Yeah, because it's keratin, just like your fingernails say it will yeah, regrow. Yeah, it keeps growing. That's annoying. That'd yeah. be difficult to do. Also, quick aside, uh, look at the Google today. His little axolotl. Oh, it's so cute. I don't know why. Is today axolotl day? Mm. Anyway, um, essentially, I don't know how specific this is, but they're saying that in a hotel you get more than just a room. You usually get... A restaurant, a swimming pool, and a fitness center and spa. <laughs> but some motels have pools, so I don't know, man. That doesn't seem accurate. Anywho, um, I, I don't know. I honestly, I I think I went to one when I was a kid on our way to Nebraska to visit my family, but yeah, I don't remember that. I was like seven or eight. Well, I Motel think. Six is a motel. Yeah, and then um, we stayed in one when we went to. Uh, Antelope Canyon, all that. When I brought my friend from Germany, we stayed in one in Utah. It's not as fancy, basically. Not that, not that all hotels are fancy, but anyway. All right. So, yeah, that's the situation. Yeah. And we need somebody with money. Again, Elon Musk, yeah. go do that and actually do yeah, something you're, with your money. Yeah, you're around there. You're literally from South Africa and you have all this money. You could actually do something good for the mm-hmm. world. So, yeah, now they're basically also hoping that some of the bigger conservation organizations might be able to get involved it seems like it's gonna have to yeah. be a collection of multiple 
groups yeah. working together to try but to do at it. the very end of the article it says at the end of the day what the hell do you do with 2,000 potentially homeless rhinos it seems that we'll know by Friday if they have a new custodian or an uncertain future oh no so yeah that's not great mm-hmm. anyway moving on to definitely not great once again, if I didn't convince you last time not to go to horse races, another do- uh, dog, <laughs> very large dog, um, the the headline here is horse trained by Bob Baffert. Apparently, he's a famous horse trainer. Euthanized on track ahead of the Preakness. Preakness, sorry. So, um, also, this is horribly sad, but this horse's name is amazing. The death of favorite having a meltdown, spelled H A V N A. And then meltdown. Are you kidding? Nope, having a meltdown. Oh. Came after the three-year-old horse through jockey Luis Siez during the sixth race at... Anyway, who we don't care about the jockey getting thrown. That's a danger you take when you go on that. Anyway, he messed up his leg really bad is what happened. So anyway, they wound up actually euthanizing him on the track. They didn't even think they could transport him back. So it was really horrible. A horse of Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert was euthanized at... Pimlico Racecourse on the undercard of Saturday's Preakness Stakes in Baltimore, dealing another black eye to the beleaguered sport. Anyway, so they say that breaking out of um, inside stall, having a meltdown, was bumped by the number two horse and eventual winner, Rivet, R-Y-V-I-T, causing him to briefly veer toward the rail. Uh, Having a meltdown was obviously hit pretty hard coming out of the gate, Baffert added, we don't know if that contributed to the injury, but we will be fully transparent with those reviewing this terrible accident. Right now, our thoughts are with Luis Sayers, and we are hopeful he will be okay. Anyway, having a meltdown's injury was catastrophic, and nothing could be done for him. According to the on-call track veterinarian, Scott Hay, the horse was put down while still on the track. Unfortunately, having a meltdown suffered an injury of his left front ankle that was of such an extent that he couldn't do anything for him, and he had to be humanely euthanized. The extent of the injury was severe enough that it was probably in the horse's best interest to just euthanize it at that point rather than try to go through the process of loading him onto the ambulance. Anyway, so the Colts euthanization comes in the wake of a string of equine deaths leading up to the Kentucky Derby earlier this month at Churchill Downs. Eight horses died in a little more than a week at the famed Louisville course, raising concerns about the sport's treatment of its animals. So they didn't really get into that, but a an eighth horse after the Kentucky Derby died at Churchill Downs. Churchill Downs. So again, is that an acceptable number to you folks? Is that acceptable? <laughs> In that amount of time that eight horses die so you can be entertained? I don't think so. Personally, I don't think so. So anyway, um, stop going to horse races. Stop going to horse races. That's the end of my rant. Just don't do it. It's just, it's not, it's not humane. It should be. They should be able to just run and have fun. And I've ridden horses that want to race. Like when you get next to another horse and you're out on a trail ride, they want to take off and like just have fun. But the pressure and the drugging and all of that, and it's just, it's just way too dangerous. It's way too dangerous. And I've seen them fall through the rails. It's very dramatic and traumatic. So don't do it. Don't go support it. It's bad. It's not good for the horses. Smaller events, I'm sure, would be good for horses to just have fun. But, like, these high-stakes things where these people pay so much money to get these horses. And if it's a lot of work to fix a horse that's hurt its leg, it's not an easy fix. But they don't want to spend that money because now that horse isn't going to make them any money anymore. So why would they invest in it? There might be a few owners out there who aren't assholes. But for the most part, they're assholes (laughs) who are money-hungry. 
Anyway, so don't go. Do not go to horse races. Official stance. Anyway, trying to move on. I don't really want to do that segue, but I'll do Does it. Still, my fairgrounds have horse races. Yeah. Constantly. Hmm. As far as I know, they don't die regularly. I'm sure they've died. There's mm. no track that doesn't have death. It just doesn't, it's not as horrible as other places. But yeah, don't go. I mean, I did great. I used to go when I was a little kid, and I would bet. Obviously, my mother would bet for me. <laughs> and I made money, and I went to the shop and bought some briar horses. <laughs> so, like, it was great. That part's fun. I get it. But it's just, it's just not acceptable. Like, the fun of it, to me, is not worth the amount of horses that die doing it. It's too much. If it was, like, you know, a rare anomaly, it'd be different. But it's not. It happens regularly. So it's not worth it for our entertainment. So it needs to go away. Or they need to figure out an actual solution to it, but I don't think they ever will. So it just needs to go away. Anyway, but um, at the Kentucky Derby, they have um, very fancy hats. So it was my turn to choose the category <laughs> this week, and I choose chose favorite flashy-looking fish. That's my category because mm-hmm. I want to talk about pretty fish. So, Casey, who did you choose? I went with the red lionfish. Okay. Another common name you may hear for these guys is the Indo-Pacific lionfish. Okay. Their scientific name is Teroeus volatans. Okay. Volatans? <laughs> yes. Like they're volatile? Yes. Cool. Very fitting for a lionfish. Yeah, makes sense. They're kind of <laughs> dicks. <laughs> Not as bad as orcas, but... <laughs> this species can be found around from Western Australia and Malaysia to the Marquesas as far west as up to southern Japan and uh, Korea down to the Lord Howe Islands. Okay. This species is a medium size for most marine tropical fish measuring in around 38 centimeters long. I have failed today. Okay. Alley. It was buried. Hang on. 38? Yes. I'm guessing that's top of their spines. That's pretty big. Yep. Is that with their fin being down here and their top spine being up mm-hmm. there? Because that's pretty. That's bigger than I thought it was. Yep. I've seen them in tanks. They're not that big. Yep. There's a couple of different species. Okay. There are several species, actually. All right. Um, this species lives on average around 10 years. Okay. Uh, it is the top predator in its coral reef habitat. They will mainly feed on crustaceans, but they will also eat some smaller species of fish. And these fish can have quite the appetite, consuming up to 8.2 times its body weight in food in a year, which is actually a lot for a fish, considering they don't have to eat very much because they have very low metabolisms. All right. When they are juveniles, they will eat 5.5 to 13.5 grams of food a day, while the adults eat closer to 15 grams of food every single day. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Reason they get the name red lionfish is one, they have red colors. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, there's red in them. Yep. It, that is some aposematic coloration. It's very bright, obvious color. So they're what's clearly. A, what, sorry, what's aposematic mean? Like it's bright? to. When you are in a. You have aposematic coloration, it means you are displaying a warning that you are gotcha. poisonous. Okay, okay, cool. cool. Yes. And he. They also are completely covered in spines, which is those spines are extensions from the fins. And they're in this pattern that basically makes them look like a lionfish, especially with the pectoral fins, because when they're out to the sides, giving their jazz hands. <laughs> I think that's a little stretch, It resembles a lion's fit. I mean, that's a stretch, but I don't know what else you would compare it. A fan, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But their little spikes are what make them pretty. Yes. Yes, they do. And deadly. 
Yes, because if you try to grab them, they will poke you with those barbs, and they are filled with venom. And it is very potent venom because it can actually kill a human. Yeah, it's not great. Yep. Now, so obviously with those venomous spines and its large size, there is no question as to why it is a top predator in its ecosystem because it is much bigger than several things there. And even if something is bigger than it, it is covered in venomous spines. So don't eat it. Yes. So... Now comes to a problem with the red lionfish. I mentioned one thing about them. They have a big appetite. They like to eat, especially other small fish. Yep. And they don't really have any predators because they're big and have venom. And unfortunately, they are invasive. Mm-hmm. Off in the western Atlantic, so around Florida, that region, they were introduced there. The original release was unknown, but there have been incidents of confirmed releases that were due to a... Uh, hurricanes and tropical storms coming in and destroying aquarium shops Ooh. and they get out that way oh, is dear. one way there's also some people that intentionally release them as pets mm-hmm. and of course n- they're not native species so they have absolutely no predators around that can eat them and if there was anything around large enough that would be able to eat them they can't because they have those venomous spines to protect them so now because of that they're c- Population is continuing to increase, but it's not a good thing because they are causing the native species to decrease now. Right, because they're eating them. Yes. So how does that get, how do they deal with that then in their native habitat? Because there's nothing there that eats them either. No, but they're they're part of the ecosystem there, so it's basically kept as a balance. So essentially there's not enough food to support all of them? Yes, basically. Okay. Yeah, and there are going to be a few predators that can keep them in check, either through possibly being able to eat them or through simply out-competing them for resources. Okay. Yeah, so even if they can't directly eat them, they can basically eat get to resources more efficiently than some of the individual lionfish can, and that's going to keep the population stable. So we need an aquatic honey badger to go after this, basically, (laughs) is what we need. Yep. Okay. Some people will go out and... I think there's even a spear fishing competition to try to catch the most or biggest line fish, mm-hmm. something like that. Kind of like the Everglades and the uh, Burmese python right. hunts. So, yeah. Florida always causing problems. Yep. <laughs> you release non-native animals and then it gets crazy and now mm-hmm. you have to go hunt them. I feel like they do that on purpose so they can go hunt things. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, they're really cool, but yeah, that's that's yeah. a problem. What, one thing though is like I mentioned the aquarium thing is like I remember going to even just like Petco and seeing lionfish and the, of course I was a kid back then, so I didn't know they were venomous. But then I got older, then learned that. Then I was like, how do they clean the tank? I don't think that a Petco should be able to sell that. A very specialized. <laughs> yeah. Marine Swords should be able to do that. But Petco, a basic one, we know the people who would come into our work who know nothing about fish. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to get stabbed and you're going to die and then you're going to try to sue us because you're an idiot with mm-hmm. fish and you didn't look into that. Yeah, yeah they should not have those. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Yeah. But I've seen I don't so see them anymore. Them. But I remember when I was younger, I ha- did see a few of them. Well, maybe somebody died <laughs> or got hurt. Yeah. Like the rat situation. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I thought that was PetSmart. I don't remember. I don't know. I thought it was Petco. And then I think everyone stopped carrying them. Mm, I don't know. I think everyone freaked out. Which is out. sad because they're good pets. They're so cute. I love them. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the red or Indo-Pacific lionfish. And they are very beautiful. However, they are very flashy. But I think I have the most beautiful fish in existence. So I have chosen the mandarin fish. And their scientific name is... Oh, 
I just thought it's fantastic. Anyway, um, Synchro, Synch, Iropus, Splendidus. Splendidus is what I love. That's fantastic. Yeah. It fits them to a T. Anyway. You mean you didn't like the generic name? What's the generic name? That's the first part of the name. Sync, Syncheropus. Am I saying that right? I don't know. I can't remember. Syncheropus. 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 No, obviously Splendidus. Splendidus is the best one. I mean, it's still no Sagittarius or Pentarius, but I don't think anyone's going to beat it. <gasps> so Splendidus is fantastic. Anyway, um, this species is native to the Western Pacific, ranging from the Philippine Islands to the Great Barrier Reef. They are not found in very deep water, usually living at, um, at depths of 1 to 18 meters below the surface of the ocean. In the wild, the mandarin fish usually lives about 10 to 15 years. They are a pretty small species of fish, usually only getting about 8 centimeters long. I feel like it was bigger than that when we saw it at the museum. Not the museum, birch. Maybe that's about right. Okay, anyway. They look bigger in pictures. That's now all I can metrics, say. Allie. I... I'm not, I can't do it to inches. I can do millimeters to centimeters because metric makes sense that way. But like, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, quick rabbit trail because you made me think of that. What was it? Also, if you do not follow the National Park Service on Twitter or whatever thing, you must. They're probably the funniest place that ever exists. Anyway, and they were saying something and it was like one of the parks and like this can be measured in this many bananas or something. They're like anything but metric. <laughs> Because it's measured in bananas. Anyway. So, back to it. <laughs> anyway. Um, they usually look bigger in pictures of the point with this fish. But they're actually pretty small. Anyway, so only 8 centimeters long, like we said. The mandarin fish is a bottom-dwelling species that mainly feeds on small crustaceans like amphipods, isopods, small worms, and protozoans. Most of the food that it relies on to survive is found living in reefs and on live rock. The generic name of this species, Syncreopus, <laughs> comes from the Greek word syn, which means together, and kiropus, which means hand foot. What? <laughs> That's weird. This is in reference to its pectoral fins, which they will move in a rapid pulse that results more in a hovering motion than moving forward, which is somewhat reminiscent of a hummingbird. Oh, that's cool. I, I didn't pay attention to that when we saw them at Birch. Anyway, this species, the species epithet is of its name. Splendidus is actually from Latin and translates to bright or glittering. That's what splendid means, is bright or glittering? <laughs> Good times. Anyway, um, that makes sense. This fish species is um, oviparous, meaning that the female legs eggs and doesn't give birth to live young. The male mandarin fish are known to put on courtship dances to try and impress the female, and if she likes this display, she will join in on the dancing behavior. As is very common in many other species that use displays, the mandarin fish is sexually dimorphic, with the males being larger and having a longer spined dorsal fin that is used for display purposes. One unique aspect of the mandarin fish is that it doesn't have any protective scales like many other fish species do. With it being so brightly colored, they stick out like a sore thumb to predators, so they have a trick up their sleeve to protect themselves. The mandarin fish produces a toxic mucus that is odorous and foul-tasting to deter and would be predator any would-be predators from eating it. I read that is deer. <laughs> foul-tasting to deer, because <laughs> deer are going after these. Anyway. 
The mandarin fish is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. This species' most significant threat is over-exploitation for the pet trade. The mandarin fish is undoubtedly one of the most beautiful fish in the world, so many Aquarius would love to have one. But this species has a specific diet, and it will not eat store-bought fish food, so most only live two to four years in Aquaria. So don't get them, even though they're beautiful. So there you go. Those are our picks for their favorite flashy-looking fish. I guess I should have said native of the Pacific Ocean, but, you know, we both went Pacific, so there you go. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, um, hey, Casey. Yes, Allie? What fish stands out the most at night? Lanternfish? That was a great guess. A starfish. Oh, not a fish. <laughs> it's mm. just the name. It's just the name, Casey. All mm. right. Anyway, that brings us to our animal of the week. And our animal of the week this week is... Okay. The sarcastic fringe head. Yay, the sarcastic fringe head. They're really cool. So tell us about them. Okay. So these guys are in the order Bleniformes. And they are in the family... Canopsidae. Bleniformes? What is that? Those are the blennies. That's not helpful. What else is in there? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, great. I just know there's blennies. <laughs> and dragonettes. I'm looking all these up while you talk. Come on. <laughs> but they're blennies. Okay, well, I'm going to go look them up. And they're a cute fish. They are cute. Blennies? Yes. B-L-E-N-N-Y. Okay. And their scientific name is Neoslinus lancardi. Say again? This is cute. Yes, they are very cute. Anyway, sorry, continue. So this species is native to the Pacific coast of the United States, ranging from San Francisco, California, down to central Baja, California. They are not a deep-dwelling species, usually found on around 3 to 73 meters below the surface. The average lifespan for this species is around 6 years. They're about 7.6 to 29 centimeters long. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to read. What were they? What were they? Up to 29 centimeters long. Okay. Oh, they're not as big as I thought they were. No. I definitely thought they were bigger than that. <laughs> it's about 11 inches, folks. Yep. The exact diet of this species in the wild is unknown, but it is an ambush predator that will sit and wait in their shelter until prey swims nearby. Okay. Then it will lunge from the safety of its shelter to capture its prey, and the fringe head has needle-sharp teeth that likely help it to hold on to slippery prey like smaller fish. Hmm. Um, apparently dragonettes are what mandarins are. Yeah. I did not know that. Okay, mm -hmm. anyway, that, that's why they're pretty. Okay, continue on. <laughs> the sarcastic fringe head has a long, slender body and a very large head with a blunt snout. They also have a large jaw that extends well past their eye, and they are sexually dimorphic in this manner because the males have larger jaws than the females do. This species gets the name fringe head due to the fringe-like appendage over their eyes, which are known as Siri. Okay. Hey, Siri. <laughs> anyway, okay. The sarcastic part of its name actually comes from the Greek word sarcosmos, which actually translates to to bite. Really? Yes. Oh, so sarcasm is like biting humor yeah. then. I, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really make sense for sarcasm for me. I wouldn't I'm look at it that way. I'm assuming that word comes from Greek. If it Maybe. comes from Latin, I have no clue. Okay. 
<laughs> their name is certainly more flashy than their appearance as they are usually a brown or grayish color with some green blotches or a red tinge on them. The males do, however, have ocelli, which are eye-like spots located on their dorsal fin, which can be a metallic blue color surrounded by a golden ring. Being an ambush predator, spe these species uh, will not be found out swimming around in the open water, but instead like to live in a variety of shelters, which can be just about anything, including empty clamshells, abandoned burrows from other sea creatures, or rock outcroppings, and even human trash like bottles will be used as shelters. Oh no. This species can be very territorial over their shelter, especially the males. That is because, like other blennies, the female fringe head will lay her eggs in the shelter of the males. The male will then protect these eggs from predators and other threats until they hatch. This form of sexual selection with the female mate choice for males with shelters ultimately has driven the species to evolve a system of intense male competition. Hmm, okay. And the males can put on quite the display when they are defending their shelter because they a will use their mouth as their display. <laughs> their enlarged mouth will actually expand to four times its normal size and reveal a very bright colored uh, mouth to intimidate the other male. It's pretty impressive. Yes. And kind of scary as well. On it, yeah. If, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The horrors of the deep. Like, <laughs> that as a monster is all yes. you need. The French heads are so territorial that they have been known to even attack scuba divers that get too close to their shelters. Oh, dear. Even though not much is known about this species' feeding habits in the wild, some scientists suspect that the wide, gaping mouth may actually inhibit male fringe heads from um, having the same ability to capture prey and feed. The sarcastic fringe head is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list. Thankfully, this species does not have any known major threats, and they are also found in some protected areas. And just a little fun fact, um, this fish was my is my marine bio professor's um, favorite fish. They're pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with the fringe head. That's a really bad <laughs> choice. For, there's not enough fringe to make that worth it. And I think of fringe as hanging down and being like flapper fringe, mm. not this action. <laughs> anyway, because people can see what I just did. Anyway, yeah, I disagree with the fringe head part. <laughs> Do you and agree you, with the sarcastic part? I mean, biting. <laughs> they bite. Yeah. So, yeah. I just love the name. It's yeah. just fantastic. So you should definitely look... Google, not Google, YouTube, a video of sarcastic fringe heads because there are some videos of the males showing, competing with Going each other. Going off with each other. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. All right, and that brings us to our challenge, and it was Casey's turn, so, you know, scary. Anyway, what are we doing today? I'm going to test your scientific terminology. Hoobly. Okay. So I, I, how many questions are there? There are 10. I'm going to guess I'm going to get five. Okay. As he so. looks at it to be like, if he thinks I'll get them. Okay. There's some I expect you to get. Okay. Other ones, I'd be very shocked. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Let's Wait, see. Oh, are you doing I'll, a timer? You got I'll a timer? do 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. The first one you should be able to get. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. As rare as I'm going to be. All right. First word is a postematic coloration. Oh, we just talked about it. It's like bright saying, don't attack me. I'm poisonous. Yes. Thank God you got that one. <laughs> And next one is parthenogenesis. Oh, no. Is that where they can regrow something? No. Parthenogenesis. We've talked about it for sure. Yes, several times. Hmm. I definitely thought that would be something like regrowing something. 
I don't know. You want to pass? Yeah, pass. <laughs> so this one is me being evil. <laughs> Great. Egdisa Zoan. Oh, come on. That sounds like it's an animal type. It's like a an... group of animals. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, come on. That do something special. What is it called again? Egdisa Zoan. Or Egdisa Zoan. Egdisa Zoan. They do something special. Um, they, no, that doesn't sound right. It sounds like protozoa to me. <laughs> they, can I pass and come back to them? Sure. Okay, let's do that. I'll maybe right. better that. On to number four, yeah. which is you're a hailing. First of all, that's hilarious. <laughs> you're a hailing. You're a hailing me. I have no idea what that is. Is that a group of animals again? Mm. No? Okay. I definitely don't know what that one is. I have literally no clue no what that clue. is. Yeah, no clue on that okay. one. Okay. Cryptobiosis. Okay. So they hide, essentially. They like camouflage because they're cryptic. But what is biosis? This is not going well. No, it is not. I mean, so many things have camouflage, so that's not it. Biosis? Biosis. I'm going to say when babies are born, they blend in with their backgrounds and are drab. <laughs> that is not it. Okay. <laughs> but I like you working to break down the word. Okay, great. <laughs> Mullerian mimicry. What the hell? <laughs> is that like, an, like a, uh, oh my God, really like a mimic octopus where they mimic other animals? So they mimic them for behavior or for not colors behavior or colors. Think colors. So I feel like then that would be something that has the same colors of something else that is venomous or dangerous in some way. Okay. So that they want it. So like, what's that one? Isn't type of butterfly that mimics a monarch? There so are that some that things do. don't want to eat them. Basically, that's what I'm going with. It, it mimics the color of another animal in its ecosystem that is dangerous, so predators should not mess with it. And is the mimic toxic? No, the mimic is not toxic. So then you're not correct. Really? I do not remember that being a thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next one is ovoviviparous. Okay. So ovoviviparous, there's oviparous, viviparous, and ovo. So ovo, I think, is it has eggs, but the eggs hatch inside the mom, and then they come out alive. Like real, not <laughs> real. They're real. Like a like a like some sharks are that way, right? So like the egg hatches inside, then the pups come out. That is correct. Okay, we got one. Yes, <laughs> I got two actually. Next is one of your favorite things. Okay, it's a tautonym. Oh, oh yay! It's when their their names are the same. It's like Gula Gulo. Yes, that is correct. Yay! Next. Exciting. Question number nine: Cytotoxin. Oh no. It's type of toxin. That's weird. I would assume. So you have hemoglobin and those stuff like what snakes have. What is cytotoxin? That seems crazy. I love that I think of the horny toad that shoots blood from its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I see you and from my eyes I shoot blood at you. Cytotoxin. What other toxins are there? Because there are things that affect the blood. Mm -hmm. There are things that affect, like, neuro neurological and muscle. 
Saito. What does that do? I don't know. I'm going to say it's the one that makes your muscles completely paralyzed. That is not it. Okay, great. So, last one before we go back to that one. The other ones I don't know. (laughs) Is kleptoplasty. We definitely talked about this. Every time I hear klepto, though, I think they're stealing things. They're taking things because they're little thieves, like a kleptomaniac. Mm Mm-hmm. Taking, what are they taking? There's so many animals that like put their babies in other things, nests and stuff. Um, kleptoplasty. Man, I was hoping it was gonna be a lot of torpor and oviviviparous and you know, you sexual. Ov- You're oviviviparous. I know, sexual dimorphism. Come on, man. <laughs> Frugivore, shit like that. I was thinking about frugivore. It's rude. <laughs> um, kleptoplasty. I know. I don't. You may have said something, but I was probably too focused on the fact that klepto sounds like kleptomaniac and they steal things. Um, I'm gonna say they steal things to make nests. I have no idea. That is not correct. Okay, great. Okay, now the one, the two that you passed on were Ecdisazoan and Urahaline. Decizoan, something that does something special. Who does stuff that's special? Little hint is that arthropods do this. That doesn't really. I was going to say that they, um. Because don't they molt? Yes, they do. But other, oh, I guess they shed. They don't really molt. I guess I'm going to say they shed their exoskeleton, (laughs) skeleton, whatever it is. Molting. Going with molting, even though that can refer to multiple things. That is correct. Okay, yay. And you're a Haline. And you have three minutes. (laughs) Not going to need them. I have no idea what this is. You're a Haling? Um, is this like a behavior? Um, not really. It seems almost like it's like a chemical type thing. Um, I don't even remember when we discussed this. Did we discuss this this season? No. Cool, great. I have no idea what that is. I'm going to say something crazy. Like how the little blue dragon takes on the toxins of other things it consumes. That's what I'm going with because I have no idea. So that is not it. Okay, great. All right, so let's see. I got three right, I think. One, two, three. You got four. Oh, yay. One with a hint. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the first one, a post-somatic coloration. Thank goodness you got that one right. <laughs> As when... They have very bright colors to warn that they're poisonous. Yes. Or to make them think that they're poisonous. Right. Parthenogenesis. That is where you reproduce without a mate. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And the Ecdysozoans, those are the animals that molt 
And I first introduced that term back in season one with the water bear. Oh, okay. Because they are also ichthyozoans. Oh, okay. You didn't talk about it with a giant isopod? Probably did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Them and the nematodes and uh, velvet worms also do that. Okay. So I don't think we've talked about those yet. I don't think so. And urahaline. That is when an animal can move across salinity gradients or salt levels. So oh, like my God. Salt water I was to never going to get that. I was never going to get that one. We've talked about bull sharks and large tooth softfish. Great. In season one. No, large tooth softfish was season two. Okay. That's, I, and I feel like bull shark was this season. I don't. And it was your choice. I didn't know she's a bull shark. Did I? I'm pretty sure you did. Did I choose a bull shark? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyway. I think you did because I picked tiger sharks. Maybe. Maybe that was when mm-hmm. we both went with that. Okay. Anyway. Let's see. And cryptobiosis. This is when animals go into suspended animation, animation when they're in very unfavorable conditions like ah, water bears do. Okay. Okay. These were tricky scientific terms, dude. Yeah. Malarian mimicry. That is when a toxic animal evolves to look like another toxic animal. That's weird. What is the point of that? You are also toxic. Yeah. I don't like that one. I disagree. The other one that you are thinking of is Batesian mimicry. Uh, okay. Okay. I remember there was a third kind of mimicry that my, I remember I even had a professor said, I don't believe it's a real thing. So who have we talked about that has the one you put on the quiz? Malarian mimicries? Yes. The hooded, hooded pitahui. Okay. But who do they look like that's also venomous? There's Poisonous, a couple not because there's a uh, other pitahuis that all look. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> and ovoviviparous, you got that one right. That is where the egg hatches inside the body, then the mother gives birth to live young. That's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> it's cool. Just make a choice. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to. <laughs> anyway. And then your, one of your favorite things, the tautonyms, is when the scientific name is yeah. the same. Yeah. Like gulo gulo. And cytotoxin, that is a toxin that destroys cells. Mm, okay, that makes yeah. more sense. That actually came from one of the animals you picked. It was a coral snake. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yep. And kleptoplasty, that is when an animal steals, in this case it's plast, like the chloroplast, from another organism like algae and then puts it into its own body. That was the leaf slug. I was saying, that sounds like that. Okay. Are they the only ones who do that? No. Not they're not, right? No. Out of animals, basically, yeah. Single-celled organisms can do it, but not animals besides them. Anyway, okay. That was terrible. Let's see, I got three out of, no, four, four sort of, out of nine. Ten. That's pretty bad. Oh, ten. I don't know why I'm thinking nine, because I did nine last time, I guess. Anyway, um, that's pretty terrible. I thought you were going to give me a couple easier ones, man. What happened to sexual dimorphism? <laughs> that That's season one, or so monotre- we're in season three. Or monotreme, or like, I don't know. Frugivore. Frugivore. Do you know what frugivore is? Yeah, they eat fruit. Okay, good. Those are the easiest terms. That's what I'm saying. Do those. What's the other one like? The veg, not the vegetable. The um, oh my gosh, it's folivore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are great. I love those. Those are easy to figure out what they mean. I like that. Anyway, okay, that did not go well, as expected. 
I don't even remember. I feel like most of those we mentioned like one time. Partho, pardon, whatever, Genesis. <laughs> that one we talked about multiple times. Yes, we did. But I don't feel like we talked about the other ones multiple times. I've mentioned Molière mimicry at least twice. I know that. Okay, that's just not enough. Anyway, okay. All right. Well, anyway, parthenogenesis? Yes. Haha, I got the term now. Myrmacophagus. <laughs> you didn't put that in there. No, you got that one down now. Uh, okay. And who's North Korea, not North Korea, South Korea, National Blah Blah 53? What is that dog? His name Jindo? His name is not Jindo, it's no. a Jindo. And who's the dog oh. who led the Iditarod, not the Iditarod, who led the thing up to Nome, Alaska and brought them serum? You will not continue to disrespect him? Alto? <laughs> Closer, Balto. Balto. Balto and Togo. Balto and Togo. Anyway. Like the country. <laughs> yeah, Togo, not Balto. Yeah. Well, the like Balto, the Baltics, like I guess. Yeah, okay. Anyway, all right, so there you go. Well, that did not go great. Let's be real. Did I expect it to go great? I expected it to go better than it did, but not that anyway. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast.